Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by an incredibly talented individual and rising star in the Michigan film community. She is an actress, musician, stunt performer, filmmaker, dancer. There is actually literally nothing she can't do. Please welcome my friend, Danny Parker. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Austin. Of course, I'm excited to have you. And I'm excited because we are talking. This is the first time on the podcast I get to talk about my boy Stephen King. And of course, the villain, the topical villain, it has to be Pennywise, the dancing clown. I'm surprised this is your first time talking about Stephen King because he is very iconic in the horror, horror realm. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really surprised too. I thought about it like today, mentally prepping myself. And I'm like, wait a sec. I don't think I've talked any Stephen King yet. There's been yeah. a couple aliens, a couple Michael Myers. I did a whole month on Jurassic Park, but that's my favorite movie. So I was going to force Jurassic Park in no matter what. But I'm like, no, like I haven't talked about The Shining yet. I haven't talked about Carrie yet or Christine or Cujo or Misery, like nothing. And you know what? I've mentioned them a bunch in like other episodes because like when you talk about Freddy Krueger, I personally think Pennywise is really similar to Freddy Krueger. But... I mean, without all the makeup, right? <laughs> I guess, well, I guess with, with the makeup, if you get technical on like the film side, there's lots of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like for me, why I think they're so similar is because like they're both kind of not demons but quasi demonic entities who invade your mind and they can transform into what you fear yeah i but like doesn't uh freddy krueger like he gets inside your dreams though so it's kind of like right it's also like partially like your own manifestation of like what's already happening he kind of like takes a hold of that i feel like pennywise is just like he's just like throwing random stuff out there <laughs> <laughs> just like messing people up <laughs> but um i think pennywise does a little bit of a little bit of both because pennywise i mean they're both jerks if you think about it <laughs> <laughs> they're both like huge assholes because they're tormenting kids which isn't cool believe it or not Hey, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Do you or do you not laugh when a child falls? <laughs> so, okay, okay, fair point. Gotcha. I, I, I would be lying if I said I, I don't laugh every time. Um, but to be fair, there's a difference between laughing and, you know, extending your foot to make sure the child falls. <laughs> That's that's Pennywise. That's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get like we deep dive into our uh, favorite dancing clown, I was wondering, like, what got you into like the horror genre? <laughs> I think uh, like my sister, my sister has this crazy theory about like 
like people who like horror films I, I don't think it's actually like a crazy theory I'm pretty sure it's like researched and there's like stuff on it but it's that people who had like traumatic childhoods are like more likely to like appreciate horror films and like feel comforted in the fact that like something's going wrong in a film um so you know I I'll I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon and say that's why I like him so much. But my sister is definitely like the one in our family to like first show all of us because she's the oldest. So she showed all of the little siblings horror films for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one to blame. <laughs> and she's still obsessed with them. Like she's definitely like spooky season is her favorite season. Halloween is always the biggest holiday of the year. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I also like, I really got into like, like real life, like horror stories. So like, I, I really, I, I think it's, it's like bad and good. Cause like, I don't get like scared when I'm like in those places or like, if I've ever visited someplace that like might be haunted, I'm like so into the stories that I like, I get wrapped up in it. Like I went to one of the trips that I took was actually to Colorado and we were there for like skiing and stuff, but we also went to visit the Stanley hotel. So we oh, saw like, shit. All, yeah like we saw like all the stuff from the shining and like there was like this tour where like you like go ghost hunting and all this stuff and yeah that was that was a really cool thing to like experience oh wait okay hang on i know i'm going I, the tangents are already starting austin good <laughs> good let's go That's what My- the people come for I think my first like exposure to the supernatural was Danny Phantom. Okay, that was a great show. That was the best show of my childhood. <laughs> I do remember Danny Phantom. I re- so okay, I think there's a lot of spooky things aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. You got Scooby Doo. <laughs> Like yeah. that's spooky and it's aimed at kids. Like there's also like a lot of stuff on Disney Channel now. Like there's like Monster High and like Vampyra. Vampyra. There's like there's a bunch of like werewolf and like vampire stuff. I babysit. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know. I'm not just like watching Disney Channel. Not that there's anything wrong with that for the people that do still. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not judging, but I, <laughs> but like, I mean, Hocus Pocus, right? Like, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> really? That's interesting. I haven't seen um, like, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, probably like any of like the big things. It's like a big thing. Like when I work on film sets, like I need to like mm-hmm. remember to like keep my mouth shut about the movies that I haven't seen because they're like big, like iconic movies. <laughs> I just don't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> Okay, um, at the risk of publicly outing you on the internet, I do have to ask, have you seen Jurassic Park? Yes, I have seen Okay. I, I've seen, yes. <laughs> I, I got you. There's just okay. like <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you everyone who's listening to this uh, that's listened to my podcast before, when I set up that question, they're like, oh, he's, he's going to ask about Jurassic Park. <laughs> about Jurassic Park I saw I, I saw it coming so <laughs> okay okay good I just I mean we all have like our big blind spots though yeah like for some people, it's Jurassic Park for others yeah. it's Star Wars <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that road <laughs> because I'm a huge Star Wars fan but <laughs> what um <laughs> but I'm just happy you saw Jurassic Park so <laughs> yeah 
sometimes you're busy. Sometimes like your parents never showed you an iconic movie. And then when you get to adulthood, you just never got to it. Like, and now, okay, for me, like some of the movies that I've seen, it's about like pride because (laughs) (laughs) everybody has seen these movies. So I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't have the time. Um, (laughs) You're you're, you're set in your ways now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I feel like, I feel like I, I actually, I don't think I've seen that many good movies, but like, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm too busy making them. (laughs) Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But you have seen it, so. Yes. Yeah, I've seen the new It, just to clarify. Like, both of the new It movies. I think (laughs) I pressed pressed play when I saw that I could watch, what was it? Is it 1997? Oh, like the miniseries with uh, Tim Curry? Was it a miniseries? I don't don't remember what I saw. I, I, I pressed play on it, watched it for like a couple minutes, and then I got distracted. So, but yeah, I've seen I've seen the, the like the two thousands, the newer, both of the newer ones. Well, I have not seen that original nineties one in a very long time. I do remember parts of it, but I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not sure I've actually seen it all the way through. I think it's one of those movies that I'm pretty sure I saw because I remember it so distinctly, but I was also kind of little and shouldn't have been watching it. So (laughs) I doubt I saw the whole thing, (laughs) but I've seen the new ones quite a bit. I've read the book and the book is heavy, dude. Like it is literally a heavy book, (laughs) but the topics in it are just, yeah. Yeah. I like appreciate I appreciate Stephen King's like writing I haven't read like a full book of any of his that's just like a personal habit of not finishing reading books but like (laughs) like everything that he writes is like it's not about the thing that it's about and I think that that's like a really like creative and like difficult way to like write books and have it still be like transparent and like something that a fan base can be built off of because like it yeah. takes it takes a lot to get like everybody on the same page about something that's happening but not actually happening, and that's why Stephen King is a freaking wizard. <laughs> oh, he is, he is the best. Just the stories he can concoct, like the monsters he can create. <laughs> it, oh, I love it. <laughs> but I'm just like, who comes up with all these iconic ideas, like? <laughs> Like most people are lucky they can come up with one, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like a little bit of Stephen King trivia for everyone. I don't know if he wrote them in the same year, but they were published in the same year. Cujo and Christine, which are both like really iconic horror movies of the 80s. Cujo being the giant dog and Christine being the killer car. Who comes up with those awesome ideas in the same year? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever tried to write a book? too like it's hard to write a book (laughs) i could barely write a screenplay (laughs) it takes me like i feel like it takes me forever to get a screenplay like started and then actually finishing it let alone a novel that weighs more than a newborn oh my gosh (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) but just just so much respect do you have memories of Pennywise when you were younger? I don't have, I have a horrible memory. Like just like right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> but um, like my my it's a fear of clowns that like really got to me and like Stephen King just added like a whole nother level to that but I I watched killer clowns that like invade or killer clowns from outer space I watched yeah. that movie before the time I should have like before like in the the worst time in my childhood development to watch that movie was when I watched that movie so like <laughs> clowns were never a good thing <laughs> like ever I don't trust anything that looks like that <laughs> and it resembles that at all um so like when I saw Stephen King when I saw it for the first time or like just kind of like heard about like the legend and stuff I was like absolutely not like sewers and balloons is the worst thing <laughs> like that's just like a random creepy thing yeah but like the level of like it's children and it's supposed to be innocent and like these clowns are supposed to be happy and then there's a freaking gutter monster and you're just like like what there's there's too much too many things were ruined in one story for me to be like hey that's this is this is good this is a good thing I like this it's definitely like a little bit of hatred but (laughs) there's appreciation within all of that I just hate clowns (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it doesn't matter where I am or what the context is I will never trust a clown I don't care if I'm like at a circus and I know that there's going to be clowns there I will be on guard like I'm not yeah. afraid to like deck a clown <laughs> you hear that Ronald McDonald <laughs> best stay away <laughs> <laughs> so no I, I I completely get it I I don't think I'm a f- I used to be afraid of clowns but I think that's not the case anymore because I don't re- like I just saw that Terrifier 2 movie this past weekend which mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is it's a niche horror film that was supposed to have a limited run in early October and then go like to streaming but it's about a killer clown it did so well at the box office I think it made like three million in its first weekend off a budget of two hundred and fifty thousand nice so it's like super small scale super niche but it made a lot of money in its first weekend that they extended it two more weekends and i just saw it this past weekend and they were like reports on the news that people were vomiting and fainting oh wait i heard about that i had talking about that dang that's crazy it's about a killer clown named art who is the most devious like slasher villain the way he kills people is disgusting it's like extreme gore and like i I don't know what to what to compare it to because it's he's not like pennywise you know yeah like he's very different from pennywise but he's just kind of this unique personality who just slaughters people in the most gruesome ways and i i don't know i dug the movie but uh (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like people are fainting, people are uh, vomiting. Unfortunately, I did not vomit, vomit or faint. I was a little disappointed. Um, <laughs> but oh my gosh. Yeah, it's I, a cool movie. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that. I like I went to my first like like haunted house, like ho- I like I went to Erebus for the first time. That was like the first time I've ever been to a haunted house. Oh, and wow. I was like oh wow. I was expecting to be like scared and stuff, but I was like, I was mm. just like, I wasn't ever, like, scared. Like, I was laughing the whole time, and I was having a great time, and it wasn't bad. But, yeah, I wanted to be terrified, and I did not get that. But, yeah, clowns are freaky. My, my thing with clowns is, like, 
I, I don't even know, like, you, you told me to, like, come up with, like, a character, and, like, it was just the first one that it came to, but, like, now that I think about it, it might be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like, those guys, <laughs> those guys are dangerous, because, like, I feel like I'm a pretty strong person mentally, emotionally. Like, I'm good at, like, compartmentalizing and, like, evaluating if something is real or not, but, like, if something is, like, physically attacking me and there's, like, nothing I can do, like, then, then you got, then it's a different switch. Like, then you got to, mm-hmm. like, hardcore survival mode i feel like maybe i could handle the mental thing with like it if i had my buddies if i wasn't alone but if i was alone right. against killer clowns from outer space i would i would die i would i would be done. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because like sometimes like your your adrenaline gets going and like <laughs> and i i've seen your videos on on instagram you can throw a punch like <laughs> The funny thing is, every video that you've seen, I've never actually like punched anybody. It's just yeah, it's, that, it's stunt. <laughs> yeah, it's stunt work. But like, it, I have, I've, I've like hit more people. Like, I've hit more men dancing with them than I have like fighting them because like <laughs> when you're dancing, like your limbs just kind of like fly everywhere, and you're focusing on one part of your body to get to one place, but you're not thinking about the other part of your body. So like. Mm-hmm. I've kicked both of my dance partners like in the nuts multiple times. <laughs> oh, geez. So you need to dance with the killer clowns is what you're saying. Yeah, wait, dance fighting, like Jumanji style. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh so. my gosh, that's a good Halloween costume. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, what's her name? Ruby Roundhouse. I'm going to be Ruby Roundhouse. I thought, I thought you were talking about the killer clowns for no. a second. I mean, it, yes, it is. <laughs> ah. I like how you said how you clarified you didn't hit anyone in those fighting because that would make you a very bad stunt person, which you are not. You are very good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I would give you more of a shot against the killer clowns, especially <laughs> if you're dancing. <laughs> um, I'm a runner. I could. <laughs> I think you maybe, got a better shot than me. Maybe I just like I just I, I can take on any monster is the thing. That's yeah. that's that's what we're getting at. It's exactly. Not that, it's not that it's one or the other, but it's like who's going down first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you are the most final of the girls. <laughs> Thanks. We talked how you're like an actress. Would that be like a role you would want is to be like a final girl in a horror movie? Oh my goodness. Yes. That like totally is. Speaking of which, like we're actually filming like a horror film right now, like in Michigan. And it's about like an actual legend that, that like is still going on. Like, I guess it's like current, but there's this road in Michigan. Have you heard of Morrow Road? Feels familiar. So it's like, there's like, they're doing like everything they can, like, like to publish like in newspapers and like online Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff. So you may have heard of it like on social media, but like Morrow Road, the legend behind it is that like generic there's a whole bunch of legends but the big story is that this woman lost her child and she's on the road like aimlessly wandering trying to find it anybody who comes on the road or drives on the road are like in danger of being attacked by her or like seeing the kid or seeing these like orbs that float around so like that's like the legend basically but we're like filming this movie we're, we're going to be starting to film like the main part of the movie in spring next year but we just filmed a couple scenes last week um and like preparation and like it was it's really cool because the the movie's going to go through all of like these legends there's like 10 legends of 
the story of Morrow Road. And we just filmed, I think, like two scenes, two of those legends. So, oh, wow. Get, yeah, it's it's going to be it's it'll be pretty dope. It'll be pretty cool. <laughs> that is going to be so exciting. I can't wait to check that out when when it's complete. But oh, that's going to be so much fun. Oh, yeah, it definitely will be. But yeah, being a final girl is definitely like a dream role to play for sure. So I'm happy to be a part of this movie. And like, it's so close to home. Like it literally is close to home. Like the road <laughs> is 30 minutes away from where I live. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> and like, I think they filmed, I think they filmed one of the scenes last week on the road, which is really cool. So well, that's like, too much for me. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I don't that's know. Too much. I don't know. I don't know if they've already filmed it or if they're going to film it. Like the the scene that I was in, we were we were on Harsons Island, so like that's not. I don't think that's where Mara Road is. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, we're gonna have to check a map and find out. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to like think of how to bring this back to Pennywise. <laughs> my brain is my brain is. But no, I think that that's really awesome. But I don't know, filming on the actual road, I'm just like freaked out by that. I can't yeah. get over that. And like, cause like you think about it right here, I'm going to bring it back. I got this. <laughs> you think about like the road, right? Like the whole, yeah. the whole legend is like this, this is where the thing takes place. But like the monster and like the monster quote unquote in that story is like this woman that lost her child. So like, it's a story of like loss and remorse and guilt because like she was the one that like that, that lost her kid. And there's all these different reasons that suggest how it happens. And maybe it was somebody else's fault. But like, she's still the one that's going out and like torturing these people that come in her territory and disturb her peace, disturb her kid. Like it's different from like Pennywise. He lives in the sewer and he's just like snatching up kiddos for fun. Like there was like a little bit of a background, I think in the second it, am I making this up? Where like, (laughs) he like kind of, kind of touches on like the origin of like why Pennywise is the way that he is. Or like, Mm. he's just like a spooky monster in the gutters. (laughs) Well, um, no, you're right. It does touch on on the second one. Um, the book goes into detail. And actually, the book, which if you listen to audiobooks, it is like <laughs> 40 hours long. Oh, my God. Yep. I know that from experience. An entire work week. I could just listen to it all day at work every day for a week. <laughs> yeah. And it's a pretty a pretty uh depressing read at times oh, because no. like well i think the movie just the movies kind of just touch on it but the big thing in it is pennywise is like a manifestation of evil and pennywise <laughs> is like a cosmic being kind of came from oh, out of, but he's not yeah. like an alien he's from like another dimension something like that yeah and he corrupts everything around so the town of Derry, maine when what's his name ben when he's getting bullied by uh the bullies and like the parents kind of like not the parents but like the older couple drive by and they like look and then they just ignore him that's like pennywise effect because they make the adults apathetic nice and then (laughs) yeah nice (laughs) nice (laughs) and then in the book like like when how the second movie starts with that homophobic attack Mm -hmm. in the book they really deal with that and how pennywise kind of heightens these feelings of homophobia and racism and like domestic abuse um because bev's dad is a creepy dude he's even 
he's worse in the book as is pretty much all the bad people are worse in the books in the book but um yeah like pennywise is just this evil being that infects like the town around him and that's why the town is so like ugly underneath and i think you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think that it's cool when like there's like i think i think that it's smart to like isolate a monster to a place because like that that kind of like keeps everybody who it makes it easier to appreciate like the the, the like the art so like whether it's like a book or like a movie or like however you're like listening to the story if you know that like that monster is just contained within that place it makes it easier to be like oh wow yeah I can totally invest myself in this and then take myself out of it I think that like that's like a really important thing and like for adults at least like it's much easier to do that but like when you're a little kid you're thinking like oh I'm gonna be the one person that Pennywise comes out to Shelby Township, Michigan to go harass. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, he still might like, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, I will uh, deck a cloud, Austin. I am not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come for me, Pennywise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep a baseball bat under my pillow because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because you say that because I think I agree. It's, uh, so smart for them to do that. And that's why, like, in the second movie, all, all the kids, like the Losers Club, now that they're adults, they live all over the world now. Yeah. But they all have to come back. And that's yeah. such a good, I think that makes it great because, like, their memories start, I don't know. I just think it as a book, as a movie, as a miniseries is just a great meditation on childhood and how ugly the world come becomes when you become an adult. But you still have to, you just have to reconcile the good with the bad when looking at your past. And I yeah. don't, I just think it's such a, it's just a good story, dude. You know, <laughs> I'm totally with you. I like, I, I really appreciate like, like horror movies that make you think and that aren't just like about jump scares and stuff. I mean, while those are quite fun and I do, yeah. I do also enjoy those, but like, it's nice to have something to chew on too. Like, I'm really into like satirical and like comedy horror movies too, like mm -hmm. Cabin in the Woods. Like yeah. I know I know that a lot of people hate Cabin in the Woods and it's so easy to bash on it, but that's the point. Like Cabin in the Woods does all of the things that horror films do. And that's why I think it's so great. Um, and also Chris Hemsworth is in it, so. Well, I'm also <laughs> a Cabin in the Woods defender. You so. you are also, let's go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same team. So if anyone's if anyone is looking to fight, meet us at the Denny's parking lot at like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> On Morrow Road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think the the ghost lady will join us. I think she'll dig cabin in the woods. Yeah, she's she's probably like she probably built the cabin, honestly. <laughs> so we're going to go on a little cabin in the woods tangent. Spoiler alert for cabin in the woods. If you haven't seen it in the scene where all the monsters get loose, what's your favorite monster? I I like the family with like chainsaws. OK, like the, the farmer guys. I think I think that like. Oh crap. I'm going to sound like a crazy insane person for saying this, but I think like when monsters like uh kind of like deceive your expectations, I think that that's the best way to be like a villain. Yeah. I think that like serial killers that are like just your average neighbor next door, I think that that is like 
like the scariest thing that can happen. So like having like a nice like old farmy like farmers with chainsaws just killing everybody. That's freaking that's scary to just think that they're normal people. <laughs> and I love how you say that because that's kind of that's kind of Pennywise his thing. Yeah, like the idea that like like back in the day before all of like these crazy creepy clown stories, clowns were just like right. a, a childhood innocence, a little piece of that and everybody hopped on that bandwagon to ruin it. So now everyone hates clowns as they should. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the only thing he turns into. Like he's turned into like that old lady that Bev, um, adult <laughs> Bev visits. I think he's turned into Bev when he's tormenting Ben. And then and one of the sequences, I think he's like a puppy too, right? Yeah. And there's like, oh my gosh, I just had like, I just remembered something from my childhood. <laughs> like. <laughs> There's this one SpongeBob episode where like I forgot. Oh, it was the Flying Dutchman when like the Flying Dutchman mm -hmm. like moves in with SpongeBob and is like living with him for a while. And he like gets off on like scaring SpongeBob in like everyday life. But eventually SpongeBob like gets used to it and he's not scared anymore. So there was like this sequence in the cartoon where the Flying Dutchman like goes through like all these different like shape shifting stuff and like becomes like a giant like worm and then he's like a creepy clown and like he just like keeps like morphing into all these different things. That's Pennywise. Pennywise is the Flying Dutchman is what I've gathered. Every horror film is the same movie if you boil it down enough. <laughs> okay, that there is a lot to unpack right there. Every every horror movie is the same if you boil it down. All right, I'm I'm gonna challenge you on that. Okay. I feel like I feel like okay, there there could be like two to three sects sect sects. I'm trying to say two to three sections of like horror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's like the serial killer. I guess, well, like actually, serial killer could be like all of them could encompass all of them there you go horror films are all about serial killers whether it's a ghost whether it's a monster whether it's just a regular average joe person who got a little crazy so, <laughs> tell me i'm wrong <laughs> oh i i will i will let, let let me come up with my so instead of saying serial killer, let's say like just killer so we so because like a okay. monster right yeah um so you're saying like alien same as michael myers He's a monster. They're monsters. Fair. I, I, I see where you're going with that. But what about a film like The Exorcist in which the demons not. Have you seen The Exorcist? I, I know. I know the story. I haven't seen it. I OK. I, I've seen like like what you're talking about, like stories. They're basically all the same. Like this is a different sect. Like it's the same sect, but it's a different sect where like things like get inside humans bodies try to control them and make them do things but that's different from being chased by something that's trying to kill you i suppose i suppose it could be but in the same sense it's like in the end what is the what is the goal of that ghost like is it it's not trying to like make good things happen but like don't people still die in those movies like, aren't they still like killing and attacking everyone else that's involved? Some of them, um, <laughs> but the difference is like Michael Myers or Jaws is coming for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the demons, 
the demons are kind of protecting them. But if you think about it that way, like Jaws isn't trying to eat himself. <laughs> or no, Jaws, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce is the name of Jaws. Bruce isn't going like... Not everyone knows his name is Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Oh my gosh. Bruce. I think it's funny that Bruce is the same name as the fish in Nemo, Finding Nemo. Yeah. Oh, that was totally on purpose. It's the same shark. Yeah, that's also my headcanon. I think that another another hot take. I think a lot of like horror movie monster villains potentially could just be misunderstood. Exhibit A, Bruce from Jaws. He never knew his father. (laughs) (laughs) I uh (laughs) I'm just gonna make a lot of people that listen to your podcast i'm just gonna piss everyone off that's my new goal (laughs) fair enough i do it every week um (laughs) no i'm not gonna push back on that one because i 100 agree like norman bates sure he goes a little mad sometimes but he he can't control you know like leatherface has a bad home environment you know like leatherface is a sweet little like jason Voorhees is just a mama's boy yeah, with all of this being said, though, it's not okay. It's still not okay. You can't no, just go no. killing people, man. So I, we're we're not <laughs> we're we're not supporting them. We're just saying they're like we're just providing context. Exactly. Now, You're some not- villains don't. Some villains are just motherfuckers, like Freddy Krueger. He. Oh, did he? He's like he's the. I've seen Freddy Krueger, but it's been a minute. Yeah. So like he's like the, he's burn has the weird fingers. Yep. How yeah, like the get- knife glove. Yeah, does he have like an origin story? So this is now the Freddy Krueger episode. Oh uh, <laughs> no, I uh. So brief, uh, really brief intro to Freddy. What he is is he's kind of like a dream demon, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a dream demon because when he was alive, he was a child murderer, and when he got caught apprehended by the authorities there is a technicality that sent him free so the parents of that community hunted him down and trapped him in a boy and like a boiler room that was on fire and killed him oh my gosh but he's not a sympathetic character because he was a child murderer when he was alive (laughs) so he has so much hate in his heart that he comes back as a revenge dream demon to kill even more kids. Okay, okay, word. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, Freddy Krueger's just a dick. <laughs> Michael Myers can't be understood. Michael, like, the whole point of Michael Myers is you can't understand him. Mm-hmm. He he just does what he does and no one knows why. So there's not really sympathy there because he's kind of like a whole other thing. Yeah. And I think Pennywise is in this camp. Pennywise enjoys what he does. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in the second one, though, wasn't there like something about how like he needs to like consume souls to like get back to his dimension or like there was like a no, point. I mean, no, no, he just, he was, like, he just needs to eat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. OK, yeah, he just sucks. He also sucks. Yeah. And he's petty. We're talking about Freddy Krueger, who's known for his one liners. Pennywise has some sass <laughs> like like call him petty wise because I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget how, how hard I gasped in the theater. It's the first the first It movie, It Chapter One. The Losers Club meets Pennywise in the house for the first time. 
and he's like toying with Eddie who just broke his arm and Bill and um, Richie come in to like help him and Bill's just like don't worry Eddie this he isn't real he isn't real Pennywise is like I'm not real I ain't real enough I was real (laughs) enough for Georgie and I was like damn he needs to sit down he needs to just sit down (laughs) doesn't he know nobody likes him I'm not gonna lie. He earned a little bit of my respect because that was witty. <laughs> but Georgie, I know, but he was easily I, my favorite character in the first one and oh, the second so one. Cute. He made an appearance in the second one. He's so. I cute. have a like, yellow rain jacket. We're we're buddies. You guys match. We have the same aesthetic. <laughs> so, so when when you square up with Pennywise, you have to wear that yellow rain jacket in honor of uh georgie oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'll take it I, down <laughs> i have a this is kind of similar um i have a red hoodie like elliot from et oh <laughs> i fucking love et so that's another movie i haven't seen what i have been on the ride at universal studios <laughs> i actually got My- yelled at i got yelled at on the ride at universal did you punch et no I reached out and tried to grab one of the stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like so close. I was so confused. I was like, whoa, this looks so close to me. I think I can. And then I touched it and I was like, oh. And then somebody yelled at me. I was like, you shouldn't put them that close. <laughs> it was Steven a, Spielberg I was a yelling at you. I adult when I did that. Like, of you, course, what? a kid is trying. <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, okay, wait. Like, yes looking back on like all of the horror films and how they go i would probably be the first one to die just because of my curiosity i think that like i would be able i would be able to like square up in a fight if i was aware of what was going on but like Mm -hmm. if it was like i would be the uh like the person at the beginning of the movie that's like introducing you to the killer because she gets killed (laughs) i gotcha so so you're the type of person who's like huh, there is a strange loud noise in the basement. Time to check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it wouldn't It wouldn't be like Drew Barrymore in Scream. Like, it wouldn't be like that because she had enough time to, to put the pieces together to be like, oh, I'm in danger. So she had enough time to prepare herself. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more like the first girl in Jaws. Yeah, or, or even who's that actress in uh, Psycho? That gets killed. Oh, in the Janet shop. Lee. Yeah. It would it would be it would be like that type of situation where it's like you're just you're just chilling. You're just living your life and then you're dead and within the first 15 minutes of the movie. I, and you how are you supposed to know? You know? <laughs> I love Psycho. Psycho's and and Scream and um a bunch of the movies you just referenced. <laughs> they like like Psycho started something, which is like really cool. Like within the like the the horror movie genre, thriller, slasher, like any of them, like yeah that like i did a report on this in college because i was a big old nerd but like they there's like all these movies that kill off like a very prominent actor actress in Mm. like the beginning of the movie but like have it as like the showliner because like back when psycho came out uh janet lee was like like the 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 person to go see this movie for so like everybody was like oh janet lee is in this movie i'm gonna go watch this movie and then she's killed in the first 15 minutes and everybody's like what same thing with Drew, Mar- Drew Barrymore and Scream, because like that was when she was like the hot stuff of Hollywood. Um, right. 
So like everybody wanted to see Scream because of Drew Barrymore, and then she's just deuces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's and yeah, and now people and like it's still shocking when that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great every time, and you never know when it's coming. I, I think it's fantastic. I did a report while I was in college on how Jurassic Park changed movies forever because of what I call the digital revolution. Nice. And I think practical effects though too. Oh yeah. They did have a lot of practical effects. Oh no. I Jurassic Park's more practical than digital. Yeah. But (laughs) because the digital was so novel at the time and it was done so well with the practical, it blew people's minds. And now we have like digital everything. And it's like, you still need the practical guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> N- not to go too much on this tangent. Say what you will about the new Star Wars stuff. They're mixing practical and CGI really well. I won't say much because I don't know a lot because I haven't seen anything. <laughs> but I do know that they're like the front runners of like the LED walls, like light walls. Yeah. And that is like, that's that's a breakthrough in like like movies like everybody's going to be doing that within like the next 10 15 years because like it's it's so smart and like you get like everything that a green screen can't do like everything that everybody complains about a green screen the led walls fix so like exactly like you can imagine yourself in that space yeah it's like good for the actors and then it's good for like cinematography like you don't have to worry about lighting the correct way because it's there it's like reflecting you're good but uh Back to like practical. No, you're good. The practical effects are like definitely, I think, what kind of gets like cult followings for films. Because, like, trying to like the the way to do things, like when you don't have a budget but still do it good, is to do a practical effect, you know, like just to figure out a way to do it cheaply but do it for real. And for, for Moral Road, for like the film that we're like filming here in Michigan, it's like it's tons of practical effects like there's like one of the powers of like the ghost is like telekinesis so there's gonna be like stuff like flying off the walls and like things like flinging at actors and stuff and yes. like the, the one scene that i was in that we just filmed last week i'm pretty sure i can say this because like i talked to the director the other day and i like asked him i was like hey is there anything you don't want me to say because i'm probably gonna bring up the movie on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was fine so but like the stunt that I was doing we had like we were like lifting up a motorcycle into the air and then we're like flipping it over the way that we filmed this we had like we had this the scene is like two people are riding their bikes and then they stop on the side of the road and then that's when the ghost comes up and attacks them so the one guy his bike lifts up in the air and then hits him and like he gets he gets hit he gets taken out but then for like for the stunt that I was doing I'm like sitting on my bike and then it gets lifted up in the air and it probably went like 10, 15 feet, maybe, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I was just, I was on the bike. I wasn't paying attention. I was having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the bike gets lifted up in the air and then it gets like flipped over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like upside down dangling from it. And all of this was done practically. Like we did it all for real. There wasn't like mats or anything. We just did it on the road, but we had like a big old crane lifting up the bike. We had this rig and this like frame built out of metal that like these riggers like constructed the week that we were shooting. So it was like all really last minute, all really like run and gun. And just like, 
it was amazing because it's like the passion of all these filmmakers trying to like make this movie and that's like that's like what makes a good movie it's everybody like having like the same goal to like just build something make something good yeah (laughs) no I no I love that I love that and oh that sounds so cool like I can't wait to see this and I'm gonna I'm gonna see like this motorcycle mayhem and I'm gonna be like that Leo meme like uh where he's pointing at the screen I'm gonna be like I know her (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I I like that was like that was also like the first like big stunt that I got to do too because like it the film world in like general is like it's not hard to break into as long as you're like willing to work and like put an effort and network and communicate with people. Like everybody, at least in the Michigan film world, right? Like everybody who's doing this is doing the same thing. They're just trying to like make connections, do the work, make something good. But like the stunt worlds, once you get into like the specialties and stuff, like whether it be camera or lights or anything like that, it gets a little bit more difficult because there's already like these tropes of people that I've made their connections and they have their bonds and they have like all the things that they're trying to do. But I was lucky enough to like, like somehow find a mentor and like find all of these stuntmen that are like really like rooting for me and like trying to help me like succeed in Michigan that like, they're trying to get me on everything that they can get on. And like one person in particular is Bobby Lane. And like, he's like, mm-hmm. he's gotten me on so much stuff this year just to, like, for, just to help me like learn how to do stunts and really get like my experience out there and like get exposure and stuff. But uh, this was one of the first stunts that I got to do because I reached out to the director myself and I was like, Hey, like I do stunts. I fall, I hurt myself. Or like, I don't hurt myself. <laughs> but I make it look like I hurt myself. Please just like, let me do whatever you need to be done. And he took me up on it. And like, I was able to do this one stunt just by like badgering enough people. (laughs) That's awesome though. And like for people listening, if you want to get into this this business, you have to do it. Yep. Nothing can prepare. You can prepare all you want, but until you do it, until you bug enough people and not like when I say bug people, I mean like, bug people you know <laughs> yeah yeah well, like don't like, bug don't bug people right away yeah like meet them first be nice and then once you establish a genuine connection then you bug them <laughs> yeah cold cold calling is difficult I was definitely a cold caller when I first got into it because I had no idea what I was doing I also right. didn't know if I wanted to like be in the film world when I first started I was just kind of like testing the water seeing what was out there but like the best thing that I did was like meet people in person so yeah like like Royal Star has like those mixers have you ever been to those not yet but after going to the um horror film roulette I'm gonna make it a point to go to the next one yeah you you definitely should and like they have they put on a festival too every year so like Royal Star is a really good like I don't even know like company or like whatever it is it's a really like good an organization, thing. right? Yeah, yeah. Because they have like an Instagram and a Facebook. So like reach out yeah. to them on there, see what the events are going on. But the first like thing that the first stunt thing that I did that I got on was because I met somebody at one of those and then I badgered him for three months. And I was like, hey, I know you're filming something. Can I please be on set one of these days? And eventually, like three months later, he got me on set. So you just gotta be persistent and kind and mm-hmm. a little bit annoying <laughs> but no i think kind is the most important thing because when i got out of college i did like pa work for a little bit 
because I wanted I wanted to be a writer director because um, I'm gonna pretend this arrogant asshole, but no, um, because <laughs> uh, because I don't I don't know I I'm the type of writer that once I write it, I don't want to sell it. I just want to do it myself. Yeah. So yep. so I'm just like I'll I'll hold on through it forever. I'll somehow make it made. And for a long time, I wasn't doing anything with anything I wrote because I didn't know people, and I was like whatever. But I have, I had a friend I made at uh, Michigan State who always invited me to be a PA and kind of watch and learn. And then I acted once, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but because I went on his sets, I got to meet people and learn actual set stuff. And then I um, became friends with one of the actresses in his, one of his shorts. And I called her up one day. I was like, hey, I'm trying to write and direct stuff. You do a lot of acting. Let me write something like a role tailored to you. And I can like direct and basically and then you co-write it with me. So it's exactly what you want, like a 50-50 collaboration. And she was down for it. And that ended up being my first short. And now I'm finishing up my second short. And uh, just to prove your point, like you just have to be kind do it <laughs> yeah because like i didn't wasn't doing anything until i just like did it if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm yeah i'm with you like that literally the the step that i took to like get into the film world was responding to an email like that's that's literally all it took there was like like it was like through my college they sent out like a mass email to like all the film majors and they were like hey there's like a production in michigan that they're about to start filming if you want to be involved in pre-production or production let us know so I responded to that email and then a couple weeks later they got me on set and that's like, that's all it took. And then from there, it's just like meeting one person that's going to introduce you to more people. That's going to introduce you to more people. It's going to introduce you to more people. And it's funny, like the guy that I like call my mentor now, it's, mm -hmm. it's Bobby, Bobby Lane and is the guy that I call my mentor. And I met him on the second set that I worked on when I was 19 years old. So that's like three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And he's the person that I work with most consistently now and I'm not just a PA like I'm doing stunt work I'm doing like sometimes I get my hands on camera work just because I I have like schooling for that so like I know how yeah. things work but I'm I'm doing like what I want to do because I kind of I put in the effort to like earn my stripes and I I know the way that like a set works and operates and I know who's who and I just like know a lot of names and I get along with people. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to be on set. It's fun to go to work. Like it doesn't feel like I'm like putting this grind in and like killing myself over all of it. It, it like, it's difficult for sure. Yeah. Like sometimes when you don't get sleep for like three or four days in a row, you're like, why the heck am I doing this? And then you get to set and you see everybody and you're like, oh, right. This is why we're going to make something together. And nothing beats a high of like a day after, yeah. you know, <laughs> after you have a long day on set, you know, nothing beats that. And then like the second day after I had me personally, I have the existential dread of post-production because then I'm like, because then I'm like worried. Did I get everything I want? Like, uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude, you have no idea. I, I hate posts like I, I don't hate posts. I don't hate editing but I hate going through footage like so much mm. like it's and it's it's not it's not that like I hate like seeing what what have we filmed it's that I hate like 
having to like sift through the things that I remember were good and then remembering the things that we did bad. And I was like, I know I'm going to have to work with this, but yeah, I, it takes, it took me like a year to edit my first short out of, outside of college. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I like before the day of before, like the day of shooting and after the day of shooting is like the worst for me because before I'm always like, um, am I prepped enough? Did I do yeah. enough research? Did I yeah. write everything? And then I go through the day and then you never know what's going to come up. And um, <laughs> because I like to write and direct, even though like I, I go through imposter syndrome too. <laughs> like Everybody, everybody does. Yeah. I, and, I, all the time. I, and I thought it'd be easier this time because I already wrote and directed a short. What's the second one? And then I'm like, it, what am I going to, I don't know what I'm going to, I'm like, even though I've done it before, but yep. you go through and it's just like, oh, I just tell people what I want. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to be clear. I try and keep it fun. And then I have the best day, you know, mm -hmm. and then the day after when that high comes down, I'm just like, did I get everything I wanted? Uh, did everyone have a good time? Did everyone eat? Cause I'm like, I want to make sure everyone <laughs> eats. I, I, I know there are people out there that get so involved in the work that they'll like, skip a meal and I, i'm just like, oh no I, I can't allow that I, I want people to be happy and fed on my sets <laughs> oh my goodness so there's this there's this dp the cinematographer this guy he will go like 14 hours on set he won't eat lunch like he'll just like skip his meal and like he doesn't drink water and like for me like being a pa like i know because i'm like keeping track of these things i'm like drink water today and like I think it was the last set that we worked on in the summer. Like I actually saw him eating lunch and I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you were a robot. I thought you didn't do that. <laughs> that gives me anxiety because I, I mean, when I direct something, I want to, you know, make a good film, of course, but like yeah. not at the expense of people's health or happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, I know what you mean. like if we're making a movie, we're going to have fun with it. Cause that's, why are why else would we be making a movie it needs to yeah. be fun like why like, I, I don't get like I don't get why people do things that like they don't enjoy because like we live in a world we live in like a society a country even like we're like you have so many options where you can like find something that like you like to do and like you have the opportunity to go chase after it and do it and like yeah making movies like you have such control over the environment even though it feels like you don't all the time but like if you think about it you have control about where you're filming you have control about what yeah. you're filming you have control about who you're filming with if you don't like any of those things then like change the script change change like who you're working with change like what's going on and where it's happening and like there's just so much flexibility in it that like you're literally like it's all by your design and that's like the thing right. about creating stories and like anything like this that you just got all the freedom in the world. Do what you want to do. <laughs> exactly. And it should be like a fun, collaborative. I mean, I still want to get all my shots, but like, yeah, we're going to yeah. have fun doing it. You know what I mean? And both of my shorts, um, both of my shoots have been really fun. So that's good. I, yeah. I hope I maintain that because that for me, I feel like that's a director's responsibility mm -hmm. is keeping morale good. So if yep. shit's hitting the fan, it's my job to get like to steer the boat through the storm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I I appreciate like the roles that I've played on set because like I, I, I do 
I was a PA. So like I did like random things, Yeah, you know, like I'll be doing, I'll be doing stuff that like an AD should be doing or that an AC should be doing or a gaffer should be doing. And it's just like what I'm available to do. But like, I feel like my main job as a PA is just to like, I just get to have fun on set. Like there's not a lot of pressure to be a PA, but it's still kind of like, like looking back, it was, it was pretty stressful. Like as like a young 19 year old trying to like learn the ways of the film world, not having any clue or like anything to base it off of that was pretty stressful but like now I look about look at like the roles that I've had specifically that when I wasn't a PA like when my job was specifically written out on paper I'm a second second AD or I'm specifically written out on paper I'm just an actor I'm specifically written on paper I'm a stunt person today like having those roles knowing that I have like obligations that are tied to that and I don't have to do anything else it makes those roles so much easier and like by far the the most fun, the best job I've ever had on set is like being, is doing stunts, like being able to just like go up, do my thing, dangle from a motorcycle for a few minutes and then drop. (laughs) 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 That's like, those are like always the best jobs to have. Oh, for sure. And like, uh, I I love this, but back to Pennywise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely took a long tangent that time. (laughs) Excellent uh podcasting by yours truly um uh, <laughs> having a conversation we're just <laughs> no we, it was so good but i do i do gotta bring it back to our boy for a second our what boy. <laughs> oh i mean we love him right do you have a favorite kill or a favorite quote or like a favorite shape of pennywise because <gasps> he has a lot of like different monsters he can turn into like he's a very versatile villain. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he has a lot to offer for sure. Like I said, like the stuff that like relates to childhood, like really freaks me out. So Mm -hmm. like my, my favorite in the sense that it's my least favorite things to happen. (laughs) I love the balloon, just like that element of it, that it's like kind of luring like Georgian and like, like being like, Hey, like, this is a good thing. Like, see what's happening. But definitely like my favorite scene that takes place in it is when he's like in the sewer and there's just like darkness around him, but he's just doing the dance. Yeah. Yes. I think that like in the absence of like information, like your mind kind of like, like there's nothing to assume there, but there's like everything to assume there. Like, you know, that the space around him is black and like, there's nothing going on. But like, it's like, what's in the darkness that is like really creepy. And then he's also like doing this like creepy freaking dance. And he's like, why is he dancing? Why is he having such a good time when I'm having such a bad time? <laughs> so yeah, like that, that's like, that, that would be like the clip that like plays in my nightmares that like wakes me up. Like I'd be like, what, the f- what was that? <laughs> instant I, fight mode when I wake up. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of instant fight mode. If you were to encounter Pennywise the dancing clown, would you die? I think I think that I wouldn't. I think that I like I said, I have like a pretty I'm pretty pretty good at compartmentalizing and like being aware of like my mental and like emotional like response to things. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that I could handle that aspect of it. It would just be like like the physical like how do I take this guy down kind of thing like how do I defeat him well that's the way sorry no yeah like I I think I think that I would last long I I would be able to last as long as I need to last for like him to die (laughs) no exactly I agree with you because 
with Pennywise, you defeat him mentally. Yeah. You you like you you essentially bully him and call him names until he turns yeah. into a little puddle baby, and then you like tear out his heart like an Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. Like I I think like you don't need the physical prow- prowess prowess. You don't need the physical power to defeat Pennywise. So if your strength is already mental, that's where you need it. So I would die. I think I think that like what you said about like bullies and stuff, that's like such a good point. Cause like he does, he, like, that's like, that's how it ends. Like he just gets bullied into like oblivion. And like, yeah. I don't, so. <laughs> He's the biggest I, bully too. So he deserves it. Right. And like, I was bullied in like high school. So I feel like I have like a good, I feel like I could be a pretty good bully. Like I'm, I'm very witty. I know this. I know this about myself. Like, if if people were to describe me, I don't think that they would say that I'm mean. But like, I say things that are like really, really mean, just because like people set themselves up, and I like can't not take the opportunity to just like. Well, you need to use your powers for good. I do, and I do. I feel like I feel like the people that I, you know, like attack in a sense, are like my brother who like you know did not relent when we were children he was a big old jerk or so like guys, yeah or like guys that have big egos i like take them down a peg you know <laughs> well that's doing the lord's work right and i feel like pennywise would just set himself up in all of those situations and it wouldn't really be me i wouldn't have to do much work i would just be i would just be like bro it's it's all on you like right you do this to yourself the type of person you are is like why this is happening so suck it loser <laughs> never never be the first bully yeah only never. bully back yeah exactly and then you know in a few years maybe eventually we'll come to a world without bullying but yeah bullies suck i think that your perspective and your like your perception of what you're receiving from the world you have control over that and i think that like just in general of being able to like have to spin it towards the positive is always the way that you take control of that. And I guess like, if you think about it, that's like, that's like how Pennywise is defeated too. Cause they take all the fear that Pennywise is throwing at them and they shift it. They're like, right. yo, like this isn't going to control us anymore. We're going to control it. We're going to flip the script. I like that. I like that because fear made them stronger right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, we don't want anyone being bullies. That being said, there are still going to be bullies in the world and mm-hmm. you have to you have to be positive about it or else they're going to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if there's mm-hmm. one thing I'm never going to let happen is I'm never going to let a bully win. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Don't be a bully or else Danny and I will come for you. Um, <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> so you would survive Pennywise. I would die. Hey, I I would come back for you, like little Georgie. But, but here's the thing: he he he'll turn into like a giant spider, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm done. Have me. Uh, I I I'm really scared of spiders, so I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not okay. Wait, let's talk weird phobias before we're done. Like, what are what are, what's like a weird? What's something weird? Like your irrational fear. Well, I mean, technically it's spiders, right? Because yeah. well, there's no reason to be afraid of spiders. They're good for the environment. Mm-hmm. They f- they fight centipedes, which I'm also afraid of centipedes. It's because they're so fast. Like spiders and, oh, I, 
I, I don't like the creepy crawlies. I um I love spiders. <laughs> I can't. But here's the thing. I can't kill them. I mentally I, I just can't kill them. Like you can't confront them. Like right. You can't- Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That totally is a phobia. What is it? It's called arachnophobia, right? I think so. Like I, there is a spider at work the other day and it was big and it was kind of like visiting me and then going somewhere else and then coming back. And I could not do any work that day because I kept staring at the spider because I was afraid it was going to come close to me and it never really did. But like, Um, I could have killed it at any point and I didn't. Yeah, you totally could have. <laughs> but then but then I also have this moral dilemma in my head like why why would I needlessly kill one of God's creatures? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like there's no reason <laughs> to excuse at that point Austin. <laughs> but it's like like if a mosquito gets on me, I kill it right away cuz it's going to bite me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's different. That's self-defense. <laughs> the spider is not harming me and then and then I kill something that eats the mosquitoes. I, I, I can't do it. I, uh, but you're right. It is an excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I have like those very, ha- like the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, abandonment that everyone has. So I don't yeah. think those count because we all have that. Yeah. To a certain extent, I feel like those are like nat- natural human. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like more than anything, they're kind of like, like in a way, in a weird way, like they're like expectations, like yeah. people don't expect to be alone. They don't expect to like fail at everything. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, but I don't know. I got, I got to think about it. How about you? I, okay. So like, I have this thing about like phobias. Like, I don't know if I've ever like felt like this sounds weird but I know that I've I know that I've been afraid right but I don't know if I've ever like like fear about things I just like hate things and (laughs) but like my weird thing is that like ladybugs like ladybugs are the one thing where I'm like my hatred might be a fear (laughs) because I hate ladybugs so much that like it's like bad like I can I can come to the point where I can like go up to it and kill it I can kill it if I need to but like everyone's like oh like why would you kill a ladybug and I'm like because I hate them like I I don't I don't want it around me I don't want to see it I don't I don't like ladybugs (laughs) that's fair I feel a little bit better about my spider phobia (laughs) I'm not afraid of spiders though like I'm not afraid of spiders I'm afraid of centipedes I'm not afraid of like cockroaches like we went to the museum one time and I had them like all crawling around me that didn't bother me at all but if you like try to put a ladybug on me, I will like flip out. Like there was like mm. a ladybug like on my arm one day when we were shooting like this summer. And like I had to like stop a scene because it like freaked me out so much. <laughs> but uh, oh. yeah, I don't know why. It's like, it's weird. It's definitely, I just hate it. I hate them. <laughs> I, I grew out of a lot of my, like I used to be afraid of clowns, but I, I grew out of that. I used to be afraid of Michael Myers, like trick-or-treating when you're little, you always see like three Michael Myers and they all scared me. But now <laughs> I'm now 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 he's my homeboy. Like I love Mikey my, my Mikey my, my I love him. Um <laughs> I'm gonna let you plug what's coming up uh for you, <laughs> where the people can find you. So where can the people find you? Uh okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess Instagram would be the best place to find me. I, it's at uh, Danny Ruth underscore 99. So D-A-N-I-R-U-T-H underscore 99. And I have, I post like everything there. Like I got swing dance videos, music videos, stunt videos. There's probably some things I wasn't allowed to post that's on there. So check it out. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I'm also on Spotify. Can I plug my Spotify? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> I have, okay, so I have, I think that I'm just Danny Parker on Spotify, but you might not like find me if you just look up that. So if you look up the name of one of my songs, it's called Sour Milk. You should also be able to find it. So Danny Parker Sour Milk, and it should pop up. But yeah, I, I have an uh, EP coming out beginning of next year. We're going to finish up recording some songs and that'll be coming out soon. I got a bunch of film projects in the works, lots of shorts that we made this year that'll be coming out on YouTube. And I'll probably post those links on my Instagram if you want to keep updated on those. And then Merle Road is probably like one of the biggest projects that I have coming up. I have a lead role in that. So that'll be exciting to see. <laughs> that is awesome. Danny Parker does it all. <laughs> And I, I'm going to place a link to your Spotify in the episode description. So if you're listening and you can't find it, I, I'll have a link, a link in the episode description. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Oh, no There's problem. Also, it's, like, it's on Apple Music and everything, too. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever you listen to, probably. I think besides Amazon Music. <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you so much for joining me talking pennywise the film industry in michigan and literally everything i loved this thank you so much (laughs) thank you for listening to today's episode thanks again to danny for talking pennywise with me once again check her out on spotify or wherever you listen to music she's insanely talented she is a huge rising star in the michigan film world and she's just hashtag the coolest speaking of michigan film Best Day Ever, my first ever horror short, which I directed and co-wrote, was in its third film festival this past weekend. It played at the Saga Talk Film Festival, which I hope I pronounced right, and which I think is pretty cool. Another film update, I'm currently deep in post for my next horror short. I just got the first draft of the musical score, and I'm really excited how this one is turning out so far. I can't wait for everyone to watch it. On this segment of I Know What You Watched last week, I have no horror films to report. October just ended. I, <laughs> I started watching a few other things. Uh, I've been catching up on Andor, which is a big reason why I kind of have, I've been slacking on that in October. So sorry to disappoint, but I've been slacking on my Star Wars and I really needed to write that wrong. If you're enjoying the Would You Die podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to help support this podcast financially, I do have a Buy Me a Coffee page, which I'll put the link in the episode description, but it is buymeacoffee.com slash show. If you choose, you can donate a dollar, say something nice, and overall just make my day. But if not, no worries. That being said, any little bit will help this podcast in a big way. As always, you can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Show. Please feel free to comment or reach out if you have any ideas for the show or questions you'd like to ask. I'm really all ears for suggestions. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. 
The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week on the Woody Die podcast, we are talking about angels to some, demons to others. (laughs) You already know who's up next. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.